officers, Molly Carter. I'm an attorney. Question for you. Is there a reason why you're talking to us and not to them? Mm. A black reason? Mm. All right. All right, not me. Mm-mm, not today. Mm. Everybody go home. Go home? Now. Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Thank you for your Ugh, service. Tragic. What'd you say? I said tragic. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Dan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How many drinks have you had? <laughs> Too much weight for your ass. Um, I am Dan, and this week I am also Sojourner Truth because it is a black ass week. Because it's June Yes, it week. is. <laughs> yes, it is. Which... Richard keeps giving me shit because he's like, well, slavery just got abolished in Mississippi in your lifetime. You were born a slave. I was like, I was not born a slave. A, my parents were free people. <laughs> B, I was not born a slave. <laughs> just because we abolished slavery in my lifetime does not mean. <laughs> anyway. Tell Richard he already on ice, okay? <laughs> like, he needs to be on his P's and Q's. With all of us, because we're a package deal. (laughs) Okay, so Doria, what's been going on with you, and what are you drinking? Because I am a blackity black person this week. I'm blackity black all the time. I'm drinking a Negroni, (laughs) which is not a blackity black drink, but (laughs) it has a word Negro in it. We get it. We get it. Anyways, um... Yeah, really, I was just looking for a way to use, like, my sweet vermouth and gin. And that was the recipe that used both of those. Um, what have I been up to? Uh, good question. <laughs> the days are just, like, flying by. Oh, I bought a dress off of Amazon for my birthday photo shoot. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, it's Amazon dress, so it's not what yep. it needs to be. So You got I, it already? Yeah, I got it. So, Saturday, I was going to go get my lashes done, and right beside the lash studio was a tailor. So, I went back home, because it's literally walking distance, and grabbed my dress, and dropped off of him, and, like, my dress is going to be right and tight. I cannot wait. I also got my eyebrows um, threaded and tinted, so I feel like a much better looking human. (laughs) (laughs) that I have in the past um but my face is real shiny all of a sudden and so I can't take no pictures because I'm like why am I so shiny well girl we can make up that out yeah that's true but that's why I don't take like a lot of pictures because I'm like you take a lot of pictures not myself yes you do okay (laughs) (laughs) she says so um yeah so i'm really excited because my dress is getting um fitted for me and then my shoot is saturday and i'm super excited about it yeah i really wasn't gonna do a shoot this year but i was like i lost weight and my teeth are straight i gotta stun on these hoes one more time (laughs) i don't blame you like at all i would be saying the same thing (laughs) <laughs> no, but you have to give us our Doyen birthday shoot. Like, it's tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not next year. Next year I'm with you, maybe. 
<laughs> you say we'll that now. <laughs> we'll see when the time comes. <laughs> well, this week, I... What did I do this week? Oh, well, I ordered some outdoor furniture. So, yay for me. Um, it's hands... Say what now? Raise the applause. What? The applause sound bite. Oh, applause. I didn't know what you were saying. (laughs) I've had zero drinks, but my brain is just scrambled right now. (laughs) Which reminds me. I was like... I was telling somebody about the dresses I was buying. And she's like, I want to see pictures when they get in. And I was like, I don't have a full-length mirror. So then I had to buy a full-length mirror so that I could take pictures of myself in this dress, which is so extra. But I got to get out of this house. I keep buying stuff for this house. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I had to go by my office today and I ran into um, one of my older co-workers and she was just asking about what I had been doing lately. And I was like, shit, spending money. I was like, I need, I need to come back to work for no other reason than to stop spending money. And she's like, oh, no, you're saving because this and this and that and that. I was like, ma'am, you don't understand how much I order. Right. You don't understand. No. So, yeah. So, anyway, I bought outdoor furniture. Um, I found it on Facebook Marketplace. Um, and wonderful enough, the guy is going to deliver it to me, bring it to me. He sent me a message today to show me a picture of one of the chairs he's finished. Or, excuse me. He's finished already. It's two chairs and a table. Um, so, yeah, I feel like an adult now. And now Dang. I can sit outside and be classy. Also, it gives me an excuse to suit up and go in home goods because y'all I love home goods but I was like I just can't do it yet I can't do it yet but now this gives me an excuse to suit up and go I'm mean, gonna try to go ours early in the morning because there's ours is open but they're only letting a few people in so every time I pass by it's like a long line so that's why I still have to get up and go early in the morning mm-hmm. because if there's a line I know everyone isn't like this, but for me, it's going to make me feel pressured to hurry up. And yeah. when I'm at home goods, I like to browse. Yeah. So. Trader yeah. Joe's had a line when I went this weekend because Roxy is getting groomed, so I had time to go do stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to pick up one thing and leave. Girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> I bought so much extra shit. I bought seasoning that I didn't even need. Just because I was like, I don't go to Trader Joe's enough because I don't live close to it anymore. Yeah. Girl, I went to Academy Sports um, just because I had some, well, I had some, those outdoor, I call them baseball chairs, and I needed to exchange one. And then I also ordered a new chair for potting, which I don't like, so I'm going to have to take it back, too. But anyway, they had a, a line. potting chair? Yeah, just <laughs> just because the chair that I use, to that I sit in now when I'm potting, is like, it's not the chair that I, it, it doesn't belong in this room. And I need something small that I can 
keep stored away in this closet. Oh, podcasting and not potting plants. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes! (laughs) I also went in there looking for gloves for my gardening adventures. But, anywho, their line moved pretty quickly. And what I do with Academy Sports is I order it online. And then, like, within Mm -hmm. a couple of hours, you can go to the store and pick it up. So... That's normally what I do with them. So I was in and out. And I think the majority of people were doing that because that line moved fast. But, you know, I think I'm too good to wait in lines. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I swear I have not coughed all day. Like, it does. it's got to be because it's warm in these closets is what it is, I guess. Anywho. Mm -hmm. Um, So tonight I am drinking. (laughs) I'm drinking a fancy version of the Issa. So I'm drinking a French 75 which is gin, a little splash of lemon juice. Supposed to be Prosecco, but I too am using Andre. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's pray that I make it through this pod because (laughs) my pour was a little heavy on the gin. I did buy more midsummer solstice. (laughs) So that's what I'm using tonight. Um, I looked for the other one, but the guy, I went to two places and you know, I, I, I don't shop around. So that was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went to two places and both of them said that they, first of all, these people did not seem very knowledgeable. Anywho, they said that they sold out and that they never received any more. And I was like, yeah, it was a limited time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just needed to know if you had some. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. And it seemed to be a really good seller. But yeah, they never send us anymore. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> You're in Mississippi. Anyways. <laughs> um, okay. You ready to talk about Insecure? I'm ready. I'm I watched ready. it again today because once again, Sunday nights. By that hour, I'm just not at my pure best. So I watched I it again so today. It hurt my feelings again. And it's like, the thing about it is, like, nothing of it was concrete, but still, I'm just sad. <laughs> you know, like, nobody said it was we some... were breaking up, but yeah, it, it's going to be tough next season. It was an emotional roller coaster for me, but mm-hmm. I ended with a smile, and I seemed to be the only one. <laughs> like, everyone I talked to was like, girl, what you smiling about? Right. <laughs> Well, I was somebody, happy that Molly and Issa talked, so. Yeah. Somebody said on Twitter that they have a trauma bond. And so yeah, they seem to not be able to, like, connect, which I think more of Molly. Unless if they both don't have shit going on. <laughs> I don't know how they met originally. Yeah. So, I'm, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say, say they have... Yeah, but I mean, I don't know the circumstances around that, so I wouldn't be quick to say that they have a trauma bond. Like, people learn yeah. terms and just like to use them. But <laughs> yeah. but I feel like either way, I mean, well, we can talk about it in order, so you can go ahead and get us started on our... Okay, let's start at the beginning. Um, yeah. yeah, so Lawrence got the job in uh, San Francisco. Both of them are cheesy as hell. Like, they are so fucking cheesy. <laughs> So he talking about I'm gonna be a trolley nigga. She's like, "Ooh, you going to Windy City?" Which San Francisco is windy as fuck and it's cold at night. 
But yeah, but it's not the Windy City, <laughs> right? It's not. It's definitely Chicago. And I'm like, I love when she was like, um, "Do you want congratulations, sex or not? Nah? <laughs> or not? <nah>. Like, <laughs> I love so that she was upfront about what she wanted, and he was, and it happened to be the same thing. So she was like, yeah. you know. I mean, she she ain't really got a job. She can hop up and go anywhere, honestly. But, but no, <laughs> see, that's the that's the thing though. What she does centers around her knowing L.A. It's very L.A. She's mm. L.A. It's about her knowing, making these connections. I think that it'd be kind of difficult to start that somewhere else, unless she happens upon another condola who'll help her make those connections quickly. Um. Yeah, that's more difficult to travel with to me. I think she has, of course, said a thing. She doesn't have to do the same thing in San Francisco that she's doing in L.A., but alas. Um, but I just thought it was cute. I It seemed healthy that they were talking about things and, you know, in a, it seemed like a healthy way. Um after that, was that why she went to go to Nathan's? To... I don't remember. Okay, so then she went to Nathan's, and I'm like, please, for the love of God, don't fuck this nigga. Because <laughs> I'm just so fragile about all this shit has gone down on this damn show. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Oh, well, never mind. Maybe that's how it was in my head. But yeah. Yeah, I was... I was I was worried there for a second. And either when they show the on the next episode preview, either last week that preview purposely lied or scenes were cut. Because there is a part where Nathan asked her to choose between him and Lawrence. Oh. So yeah, either the either that scene was cut or they purposely lied to us. Maybe. Because they're rude. They don't care about any of our emotions. Um, so, it's interesting because, you know, I talked about something big was going to have to happen to bring the whole gang back together. Oh, and I just want to say that I predicted it. I predicted it. Air horns for me. <laughs> now, I felt like with the, um, we saw it coming with yeah. the postpartum with Tiffany. That was, they were laying the eggs for that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I knew that's what it was going to take for them to come back together. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, I that like brings you... us back to the fight with. Yes, that's what Molly I was going to say. See, that's why I was like, that Nathan scene didn't seem like it fit right there. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So Molly and Andrew are out with friends. And, you know, Andrew is really. Usually, like, goes with the flow with Molly, but he kind of wanted to go home because, you know, he'd been around people that weren't his people. You know, it's exhausting. She still wanted to go and be around people. He was cool with that. But then when they got home, he's like, let's watch this show. And she's like, oh, I'm tired. And he's like, I think that's what really set him off. Like, we always do what you want to do. Never want to do what I want to do. And Molly still mm -hmm. did not get. And she's like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Girl, you about to run off the one man that want to be with your ass. <laughs> He's sick of it. He is sick of it. Yeah. So, 
then uh kelly was calling it at first honestly my phone's not even on vibrate so if one of my friends disappeared i don't know how y'all gonna get in touch with me because i don't pay attention but (laughs) your phone is on do not disturb no it's just on silent it doesn't vibrate so i wouldn't know i keep mine on vibrate because i Mm -hmm. hate a loud phone (laughs) but i keep it on vibrate so i'll know what's going on Yeah, so Kelly calls because Tiffany is missing. And so everybody rushes to the house to um, see. I don't remember this Gloria person (laughs) until now. (laughs) I don't know who that is. I don't know if that was um, Derek. Is that his name? I forget his name. Yeah. I don't know if that's his mom. I feel like she's his mom. But I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah. But Kelly was not having it with her. No. Uh, <laughs> she was like, she told me how it's going to die. And that was very on brand. So everybody hopped up. And it's so funny because like Derek is so light that I forget that he's black sometimes. So when he said nigga, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I just forget. Like, I don't know what happens in my brain, but I'm just like, he's really, really beige in my mind. He is, but, but he looked black when I look at him. <laughs> I mean, he does, but like, for some reason, when he said nigga, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I like back down. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're running around town looking for her. And it's kind of cute because, like, they went one place and Issa was like, oh, yeah, she went to this Mexican restaurant because it's 1.6 miles. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I really love them all, like, coming together as a friend group for her and Derek was just great through the whole thing and I really like I wanted to give him a hug multiple times Mm -hmm. like also (laughs) well when so when they when they're at the restaurant or whatever when they're at the movie theater and like you said Issa figures out by the lift code or whatever that this is how far they went I would have just pulled up the bus schedule. I don't feel like we had to get on the bus and ride the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was different. They went to the Mexican restaurant, and then for the Mexican restaurant, they got on the bus. Yeah, I don't understand why they were like, ooh, if we get on the bus, we can sense the aura where she went. Right. Did not make any sense. But then the white guy on the bus was so Ugh. fucking annoying. My inner black woman looks like you. And you don't, first of all, Kelly stress. Second of all, Kelly doesn't love everybody. <laughs> so why would you even try that with her? What were you expecting? What was your expected outcome in that conversation? <laughs> I was so glad that they found Tiffany and got off that bus because she was about ready to give him the business. Yeah. And it's hilarious because, yeah, so they Kelly finds out she's at the Sheraton and they just passed the Sheraton. And so they come up to this bus driver who is not with the shits. <laughs> He yeah, had, when I saw that bud and I was like, push it. Push it. Push she it. had battle wounds. He did not care. And the thing is, he called out the cops. What I loved about it, because I was nervous because of all the shit that's happening right now. So for the cops to be like, you know what? I'm not getting into this. I want to go home. <laughs> all of y'all go home. I'm not about to <laughs> arrest nobody. Y'all need to go home. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're real. 
Because listen, <laughs> when that interaction first began, it made me kind of tense because I was like, "Lord, please, mm-hmm. like we don't mm-hmm. don't do this. We don't need it. Please don't." But then when that officer was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not me. Mm-mm. Not today. I'm not, y'all. Y'all not gonna have me on Twitter with the blacks right. lighting me up." I was like, right. "Be like him. Why can't right. y'all be more like him?" Right. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious to me because I really did tense up because I was like, are they going to get arrested? This is not fair. And then, right. um, especially because the white people were caping for the bus driver for no apparent reason except for nobody like For them. no apparent reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So then they found um, Tiffany and she had Derek and the three of them like crying behind him. And I just thought it was really helpful because like, like you said, we knew that she was dealing with postpartum. And yeah. so it was weird because I was like, I'm feeling so much empathy for somebody who looks like Amanda Seals. And it was just weird in my brain. It's like a disconnect. <laughs> we can feel empathy for anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a really good and raw moment. And I'm so glad mm. that they included it. Because, I mean, I don't know anything about postpartum, but, Mm -hmm. you know, having dealt with depression, I just like the way that they handled her so gently because you you are like that. You just don't know. You don't know what else you don't know. Mm -hmm. And for for him to, you know, he could have been like, rah, 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 you should have told me and you should have. But he didn't. You know, he loves her so much. He loves. He does. He does. So. I like the way it ended. I like the way, too, that, like, you could, like, first of all, Amanda did some good-ass acting because I believed it. Mm -hmm. And I loved that, like, she didn't have her wig on. (laughs) Yeah, she had, like, her real hair. She had her real hair. It was like. She didn't even have clothes on. She was just in a towel. (laughs) Because this is the bare me. Like, here I am. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay, so after that, um, I think it goes to Issa and Lawrence, and that is <laughs> when we find out Horn Chips is pregnant. Somebody on Twitter, well, Natasha Rothwell, aka Kelly, requested a list of all of the names that people call Canola. <laughs> and I meant to send you the list, and I forgot. I'm going to try to find it and send it to you because it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because it's like, it's not that Lawrence doesn't still want this with Issa, but I think Issa is just currently reacting to the news, and I'm yeah. hoping they'll still push through. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was like, damn it. It's sad, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but honestly, either way, I get it. I yeah. get it if she chooses not to. I get it if she chooses to fight it out either way. I understand. But I want like, her to fight it out. <laughs> I want her to fight it out too, but yeah, niggas gonna, it. niggas gonna always fuck their baby mamas. That's just the bottom ass line. I don't feel like I'm that's sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm, you know what? You Hold on to that. Hold on okay. to that. I want Says you to. Says the girl who doesn't really date guys with kids. But anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> the girl who always <laughs> dates guys with kids. <laughs> is trying to do that. And and to be fair, I cannot say a thousand percent that I know that that has happened to me per se, but mm-hmm. I have a dad 
who has six kids and five baby mamas. And I know how my daddy carries on. So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And how his friends <laughs> carry on and yeah. all that and whatnot. So, yeah. So but either way, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I get it either way. How did you feel about Lawrence's reaction to Condola? I think it was kind of raw and honest. So he was about to start his job in San Francisco, the corner office. Things are going well with the love of his life. And then somehow she pops up pregnant. And of course, niggas, their first thing is, is it mine? It's like, um, you know, it's yours. (laughs) Like, I felt like, a lot of which a lot of people were like clowning him for his response or whatever. But I thought not clowning him and saying that it wasn't real. They were saying, yes, this is exactly what niggas do. And it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like you. I get it. It's a very human moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because f- like you said, everything was falling in line for him the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand Especially you're not in a relationship. I understand the whole, are you sure it's mine? But that shit is still rude as fuck. Like, it's rude. (laughs) Like, I understand it. I even understand because at first he just went, fuck. Like, I understand it. But it don't feel good to hear. The only part that really pissed me off with him was after he asked her, was she going to keep it? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, why? Then that's when I would have went the fuck off on him. That's yeah. when I probably would have towed up all his shit because what do you mean why? Because, you know, nah, I get it that this is out of place for you. I get it that, you know, you, you've you got a new life budding, but also you can't be out here raw dogging and think that ain't nothing going to ever happen. Right. Just go talk about I thought we were careful. Uh, pull out <laughs> method is not 100%. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all it's not. But, um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, on the other side of relationship world, so Molly and Andrew, um, this is again after the Tiffany night, and Andrew's like, I don't know if I'm the person for you. And she's like, well, yeah. we've both never been in relationships, and we made it this far. And so he's... The tricky part to me was like, he's like, what do you want to do? And she nodded, but she didn't say anything. (laughs) And I'm like, what does this mean? (laughs) Yeah. But um, that was, that was actually really hard for me to watch. Yeah. Like I had already kind of gotten triggered by the, by Issa and um, Lawrence because and just to be honest, I've been Condola and I've been Issa. So it triggered me with that part. So mm-hmm. I was already kind of like, hey. <laughs> but then like Molly was just, she was begging. She was yeah. begging him not to leave her. And that was hard to watch. And I felt for Molly in that instance, but I also understood hell where Andrew coming from. Cause he been yeah. trying you, you just now wanting to try. He been trying. Right. And so, at the end of the episode, we didn't know who Issa was going to walk to. I was just like, please, God, don't walk up to Nathan. <laughs> or like, 
I knew for some reason I knew it was gonna be Nathan. I was like, she be like, Nathan. Right. I was like, please don't fuck this nigga. You've already fucked a nigga, and we can't bounce back from this. <laughs> but luckily, it was her and Molly, and I was like looking at how they spoke. So like, I knew they both had issues, but um, Issa let Molly start talking first, and I thought that was very important because Molly needed to feel heard. And she mm-hmm. hadn't felt heard the whole mm-hmm. season. So there's a lot of times yeah. where they'll call and be like, oh, yeah, I need to talk to you. And then Issa would start and then Molly wouldn't feel heard. So yeah. um, it was good to see that at the end of the day, like, everything else is probably fucked up next season. But we know oh, that yeah. Issa and Molly going to get back together. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they're going to get back together. Um, People were saying, like, oh, we want to know what they talked about. But I don't have to know what they talked about. And quite frankly, Mm -hmm. even if they do decide to go their separate ways, which I agree with you, they're probably going to get back together. But even if they do decide to go their separate ways, I just want them to talk. Mm -hmm. I didn't want all those years of friendship to end with shit hanging in the air. So I'm just glad they talked. I don't need to know what they said. It sucks that they both, especially Molly, had to experience heartbreak to be open to, like, getting back to her person. But I'm glad that by anything means necessary. And I'm glad that Insecure didn't kill somebody off to do it. (laughs) You know how I feel. I'm still mad at Blackish for killing her daddy off just to get them back together. (laughs) So I was really proud of them for, like, of course, there was a traumatic event. But it wasn't killing somebody off. And that made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we're going to move along to our current events. Well, if I was ready. All right. So when I first read this, I was not surprised at all. So Refinery29 is like um, internet news, media, or whatever. And the funny thing about it was like when I first really got into them... They used to do, because it was just a really pretty website, but they used to do these money diaries, but they only did money diaries with entitled white people. That was it. (laughs) Trust fund kids, people who were married to other people who were very rich, things like that. And I was like, this is weird. Fast forward to probably like last year, they created this brand on Instagram that was basically in support of black women. But I was like, you don't support black women on your actual accounts. But you support black women on the side account. Kind of how like BuzzFeed has their like cocoa butter or whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so um, amid the protests for George Floyd, they swapped the colors on his websites going from its usual jewel tone to Black Lives Matter signature black. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. So the black employees came forward on Twitter and were talking about how uh, leadership definitely does not support race and diversity. The co-founder repeatedly confused one black woman with another. <laughs> uh, somebody else said that an executive once confused her with a caterer. A third person said she was paid $15,000 less than her two white coworkers who were doing the same job. That is ridiculous. And so within a week, uh, the leader was out of her job saying she was stepping down to help diversify leadership. And I'm like, again, not surprised. And I don't think she still apologized to the woman who said that she kept confusing her with a black woman. 
Yeah, I I wasn't that familiar with their website, but I've been following them on tw- on Instagram for a very long time mm-hmm. and on Twitter for a long time, and I really liked them. So I was shocked and disappointed, but I wasn't shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're never shocked because this is what y'all do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was disappointed. I went ahead and unfollowed them, but yeah, yeah. And the big thing they said was it was a toxic company culture <coughs> where white women's egos ruled and that's the worst place to be <laughs> ain't it though sounds awful because <laughs> at the same time it's it goes back to white feminism we have mm-hmm. to get behind them because to them they like this is a women's cause but they're never behind us right and so yeah i hope to see that they make true changes um I actually was following I get emails from like a food blog and she was, she gave me steps as to what she was going to try to do to increase diversity and make change okay. in her organization. And I'm like, that's what Refinery29 has to do. They just have yeah. to think of, create steps to improve their culture for black women in their company. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter said all these companies are making all these posts and changes like black people just came out. <laughs> I was like, they are. Like, they're making all these changes like we just got here. No, ma'am. Right. You, you've you been new. Yeah. It, I think I posted somewhere. It was like, George Floyd's not a wake-up call. Y'all just been pressing snooze for 400 years. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean yeah. to press that one, but it's fine. It works. It's it works. Okay. <laughs> I like the church music. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hopefully, Refinery29 does figure their shit out because they are a cute little brand, but I just knew that they weren't for me. Yeah. Even with their little side black account, I knew they weren't for me. <laughs> so, JK Rowling, um, I just really wish you would <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, just <laughs> shut it up. Oh yeah, just <sighs> shut your white old ass woman up. Anyway, somebody on Twitter <laughs> said all you had to do was sit there and count your galleons. You didn't even have to get involved. Right. <laughs> you had, you had to. And the thing about it is, the article that she shared was important, but then she said dumbass shit with it. I think too, <laughs> what's important is this is not her first time mm-hmm. speaking in this manner towards trans people. Right. It's like, girl, stop. <sighs> and it's like, it's just frustrating because it's like, girl, we want to like you, but you keep running your mouth and you back to Cursed Child. And I fucking hate that book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, on the bright side, uh, Daniel Radcliffe wrote it. Wait, let's tell people what she, what she actually <sighs> said or what she did. Ugh. So, first she said, people who menstruate, I'm sure there used to be a word for these people. Someone help me out. Woomben? Wimpound? Woomud? And I was like, is that a British thing? I don't know. No, I I knew exactly what she was trying to do. And I was like, oh my God, the dragging is going to commence. Yeah. So, uh, the article is about creating a more equal post-COVID-19 world for people who menstruate. Which the article is dope. She's not. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And then she goes on to say, if sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. The idea that women like me, who've been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived and has lived consequences is a nonsense. She just won't shut up. <laughs> and she's making like I think the thing about it for me was that she doubled down on it right. because people even were telling her, girl, ain't nobody said sex wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying that. Well right. gender is a construct. Right. Biological sex is something totally different and no one is saying that that's not real. What are you right. talking about? And she just doubled down. Oh, her foolishness. Anyway, so Daniel Radcliffe wrote a whole essay refuting her. Um, Ron Weasley, a.k.a. Rupert Grant, also issued a statement. <laughs> um, Hermione... Emma Watson, <laughs> Eddie Redmayne, which is Bay. <laughs> I just forgot her name for a second. Eddie Redmayne, who is Bay, and I love him so much um, with his white ass mouth. Anyways, he also chimed in. Um, he was also new scamander. Yeah, I know. I love him too. He's got a quirky much. little. Yeah. He has like a yeah. It's just a different look than like of yeah. anybody. Kind of hot. <laughs> And then our our black sis Halsey spoke up on it because you know okay. I know Halsey's black as of last week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's lots of celebrities that've been dragging her about it, and it's just like, shh, like, all you gotta do is shut the fuck up. It's free. <sighs> and then it's like, cause one someone I don't remember who it was, but someone on Twitter was like, you know. You create this beautiful, magical world, but you can't seem to grasp the concept that trans women are women. Trans Mm -hmm. men are men. Like, Mm -hmm. how are you this obtuse? How can you, how are you missing this? And it's just so hurtful because, (laughs) I know, right? But it's hurtful because we all love Harry Potter and we all love that whole world. And... I'll tell you to go ahead. Ever since the Cosby show, I've learned to separate the art from the person. <laughs> <laughs> For my personal well-being. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes that's possible. Sometimes that's not yeah. a good idea. <laughs> like, And I agree with you because if a yeah. rerun of Cosby show comes on, depending on what season it is, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, if R. Kelly comes on my speakers, I'm turning it off. So it's Absolutely like, not. we have yeah. to like yeah yeah (laughs) but like what really bothered me (laughs) this is so this is so selfish on my part but so what really bothered me about this whole thing is of course now that she said something stupid and had to get dragged she's disappeared from twitter for a while prior to this so she's released a new book that she's doing for free and she's releasing it chapter by chapter online Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I think it's the Ichabod or the Ichabod. And children are submitting their drawings. And she was like showing the drawings, like highlighting the drawings on her Twitter feed and giving back 
feedback to the kids on their drawings. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. It was my one piece of escape from everything that's going on in the world right now. And she Mm -hmm. did take a moment to pause and, you know, speak about what was going on with the Black Lives Matter movement right now and offered her, you know, support and all that. But then she went right back to showing these ch- and the children y'all these kids my f- my favorite drawings are the ones where the child just like scribbles on the page and then the parent writes this is the king this is like those are my favorite <laughs> but some of these kids are talented as hell and so like she just robbed me of my safe place online because you <laughs> had to be stupid and say something stupid Cause it's so much tragedy right now. It's like, we can't catch a breath. We can't take a break and I need a break. Right. But thanks JK. Right. Or Joe as uh, Harry called her. Is her name Joanne? I don't know what her actual name is. He called her Joe. So I'm assuming her name is Joanne. Or Josephina. <laughs> no, it's probably Joanne. She, anyway. she's, not fly, she's not fly enough to be a Josefina. <laughs> that was my um, that was my Spanish class name, Josefina. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyways, um, so next up, apparently SpongeBob is gay. <laughs> that was Yeah. <laughs> I think I we all I mean yeah the only thing I thought when I saw that is I thought oh lord I can just hear my aunt now because my aunt was like actively telling people not to let their kids watch Spongebob because he's yeah. gay <laughs> and like she got mad at me because I laughed in her face and I was like do you know the vocabulary that kids pick up from Spongebob girl shut yeah. up <laughs> yeah I it's funny because my friends are like, we didn't even know kids watch Spongebob. I was pretty sure they're like, it's just us still watching Oh no, SpongeBob. kids watch Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> I still watch Spongebob. Anyways. Me too. <laughs> but you know, Spongebob is here and queer and we love it. I know it. So, good sis Babs Streisand uh may george floyd's daughter a disney stock shareholder and i imagine she didn't just give her like one stock which i would have did because i'm a broke-ass bitch but like <laughs> she gave her like real stock <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay bass i'll see you <laughs> <laughs> yeah good old barbara and the shares go for 115 dollars a pop right now so whatever yeah. she gave was probably a good amount um, Kanye has also set up a college fund for her. Also, um, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated gave money for their kids to go to HBCUs when they, or his kids to go to HBCUs when they're of age. So these kids are set and I'm happy for that. I mean, it doesn't make up for them not having their no. father, but it's good. It's one less thing to worry about. Right. Next up. Good sis Todd Chrisley. <laughs> Listen, that's my uncle Todd. I love Todd. He is my uncle if y'all didn't know. <laughs> I um 
I watch him regularly. I love him. I don't believe he's straight for a fucking second in my life. But less. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> he I'd says like... he is, and I believe he is because he says he is. So, okay. until he says different. Okay. So, basically, he has a um, biracial granddaughter who is super cute. And they kind of look very alike if you look at it. Um, yeah, they have kind of the yeah. same features in somebody, um, a Karen. <laughs> well, I guess her name was Patty. She's like, I'm sorry, I don't like it. Marry your own color. It really screws up the kids. And he said, hello, Patty. I hope that the Lord lets you live long enough to see that color doesn't screw kids up, but ignorance and hate most certainly will. I will pray that God tempers your heart and that he grants you clarity. And I was like, that's a prayer. <laughs> I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or not, but mm-hmm. I do. And people people come for that little girl a lot. And he mm-hmm. will check them every time because mm-hmm. he is he's had... He's had custody of her. She wasn't even one yet when she started living with them. Because I remember on the show, they did her one-year birthday. um, And they flew her mom in and everything. That was the first time I saw her mom. Anywho, um, so he's always posting her just like he posts his other kids. I mean, that's his grandbaby. And he has custody. He posts her like everything else. People come for that baby all the time. And he gets them right together. And her hair, I have to say... Her hair looks really nice. I'm like, somebody's combing that little girl's hair. I'm well, so you proud. know, on the show, <laughs> she ha- they have a black... Um, so I don't know what she is. I don't know if she's a housekeeper, assistant, if she's Chloe's <laughs> nanny. nanny. I don't really know what she is. Because she... I think she's his... Uh, it, it appears... This is what I think. It appears that she started off as his assistant. But then once Chloe came, she kind of assumed more of a role with Chloe because she's always mm-hmm. like doing little things for her. And I bet she's the one because I noticed that too, though. <laughs> Cause I you heard. can tell, you can tell when somebody black is helping them with their child's hair. And when it's not. <laughs> right. So I noticed that too. So I think that that lady is the one that's helping with that baby's hair. That ponytail is snatched, baby. And Todd snatched. is the type, he, he's <laughs> the type he would go, you know how sometimes you see those black salons do classes for white parents who have black kids he's the type mm-hmm. he would go to that he mm-hmm. and his wife they would go to that to because you know that's their baby they love her mm-hmm. and he said on the show before how important it was to him that she be around black people because she black yeah so yeah i have a friend she's white and pregnant right now and i'm like just know that your son is gonna have black aunties <laughs> he's gonna know what it's like as a very young child to be held by a black woman <laughs> like you know like i am going to be a part of his life because we cannot have any more fucked up white men in this world Anyways. <laughs> um okay so candace owens challenges dave Chappelle to call her a rotten bitch to her face calls comedian insulting her power and I'm just like, girl. <laughs> I watched some of it on social media. I didn't watch much of it. I didn't watch I any have of it. a lot of attention deficit. And he, like, touches things a lot during his, like, comedy. And that kind of messes with my attention span. But, like, I mean, what he was saying at the time didn't seem that offensive. 
But uh, I guess he said something about Candace Owens. And so she thinks she's a bad bitch. He's like, hey, come at me. And I'm like, he will. <laughs> he's not going to not come at you. <laughs> and he's not going to back down. Right. And anywho. Anywho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you're asking for it and you're going to get it. So, <laughs> so don't come over here whining. <laughs> right. <laughs> After he hand you your ass. Okay. So we're gonna talk about our Florida man for a real quick second. Um twenty one year old Florida man, Matthew Crandall, was naked and spent twenty four hours vandalizing a high school. And I like twenty four hours? You spent a whole day vandalizing naked? <laughs> That's like a and you're 21, so, well, usually you had been out of school for three, four years. Well, we don't know about this one. He might have been out of school for a year or two. But, <laughs> 24 he probably, hours? <laughs> I mean, listen, you could totally stay in, a, especially schools these days, you could totally stay in there for 24 hours. Because you got yeah. food, you got television, you got all kind of technology in the lab. He probably had a fucking ball. <laughs> but I just yeah, kept thinking, just... though, most schools, he didn't trip off any alarms. I don't know. And then mm-hmm. I was like, because what did they say he had on? Headphones? A hat and, and a, headphones. A, <laughs> he, was, he was high as fuck. <laughs> I was like, what was he listening to, Eminem? I want to know what he was on, because he was high as hell. I was just like, I don't like a lot of things, but I cannot think of anything that I would spend 24 hours destroying. But alas. Um, um, so, I guess Talkspace had to deal with Facebook. And then they decided to end that deal. Because they cited violence, racism, and lies. And so, truth be told, with Mark Zuckerberg, he has a very, like, laissez-faire look with social media. I don't think that's going to be able to last that long because social media is so impactful. Um, And so, Talkspace put their money where their mouth was. And it's like, nope, we're not going to do this with (laughs) y'all. And I appreciate them. I do too. And they, you know, I appreciate a brand staying on brand. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, this is not for the betterment of people's well-being. And even though they lost money in the deal, they stepped away. And it just really kind of, I don't know. <sighs> Initially, when Mark Zuckerberg started getting into hot water years ago, because I mean, he's been getting himself into shit for a long time now i used to try to kind of take up for him because i don't know i had a lot of empathy for him but he just there there's nothing i can say in his defense now he just wants to be wrong he wants to be wrong he wants to he clearly align wants to align himself with people of power i.e trump and yeah, I just, there's nothing else I can say for him. Sorry, dog. Yeah. I, Actually, I not sorry. <laughs> yeah, to some extent, they're like, Trump is a bully, so 
the fact that Twitter called him out on the shit, he signed an executive order trying to take away protections against them. But at the same time, like, he's a white man, so he has literally nothing to lose in any of this. (laughs) Sometimes you have to put your money where your mouth is. Sometimes you have to step up and live the shit you talk. Like, okay, this may happen because X, Y, and Z may happen because I make this choice, but oh well, this is what is best. And And he won't take that stand. No. No. Oh, okay, so we're going to take a second to listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back, and we're just going to mosey right on along to our someone something. So just in time for Trump's birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't he would wait be to a see, fucking Gemini. <laughs> I can't wait to see like the results of like how we have flooded the internet with Obama today. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually yesterday, but yeah, same. Um, so Pew Research Center did a survey, and they named Obama the best or second best president of their lifetimes. Forty-four um, percent named that. Uh, 33% said Bill Clinton and 32% said Ronald Reagan. Um, <laughs> Trump got 19%. <laughs> I'm surprised it's that high, quite honestly. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So I'm just saying cheers to our best president that there ever was. <laughs> what really irritates me is when people start talking about like what good he's done for the country. Cause he ain't did shit. I'm talking about mm. Trump, by the way. <laughs> and like people are like, oh, but jobs and X, Y, and Z. And what a lot of people apparently don't understand is that upticks that you see in the economy can usually be contributed to the presidency before. Um, so mm. unless you're a back-to-back president, you really should not be taking claim for those things. Um mm-hmm. They found a way to make it Obama's fault when shit started falling apart during his first term, even though yeah. it was because of Bush. But now you want to give Trump credit for Obama's good work. And it's like, no. Yeah. I remember as a kid, the president, I mean, my teacher, he was dumb as shit anyways. I did not like him. He was my history. Really, he was a coach and he just needed something to do during the day. So he was my history teacher. And he said that the economic downturn was because of Bill Clinton and his policies. I was like, nah, nigga. <laughs> he wasn't a nigga. He was white. Anyways, I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. But Obama And as a history teacher, because him- he couldn't yeah. be a history teacher without an endorsement. So as a history teacher, he should really be ashamed of himself. And I hate when teachers do that, when they put their yeah. own political beliefs ahead of what they know is right. Like, yeah. just tell the, or if you didn't want to tell the truth, you didn't have to say nothing about it at all, playboy. Right. <laughs> I mean. yeah. Joys are going to Christian school. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know white people could be Democrats until I left that school. But anyways. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, like, Obama left it with a really good economy, so it doesn't take much to keep that economy good. <laughs> 
but exactly you know, this whole pandemic has shown and i think there's still a lot of people that are like oh trump got me this 1200 dollars stimulus check and i'm like no the congress no. did <laughs> and it's literally your money that you didn't already paid into the system right. like mm. it's just yeah. a withdrawal girl <laughs> Like, when you see how so many other countries have handled this situation as far as stimulus things, as far as handling the shutdown, like it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. I feel like they're laughing at us. Right. Yeah. I think for most of my life, we've had been the leaders of the world. And in this point in my life, we are not. And we're allowing China to become a leader and Russia to become a leader and it's not that's not what needs to happen speaking of and normally, I finally got go ahead I finally got my golden girls mask apparently it came from China <laughs> girl everything comes from China I ordered a new phone case and that bitch been sitting in China for like three, four weeks now. And I was like, you know what? I might as well charge it to the game. I probably right. gonna never see that case. <laughs> I'm like, this is rude. The the disease came from China, and then y'all are profiting off. <laughs> right. But I got my Blanche mask, so <laughs> it's all good. <sighs> okay. So, anyways, all I wanted to say was Obama's the best president to have ever done it. So, we're going to move on to our poor life decision. Um, so, negative self-talk. That's a thing that happens around lives, especially, especially as women. <laughs> I think we, um, we set a level of excellence for ourselves. And any time that we don't hit that, we do talk to ourselves negatively. So, Today we're going to talk about um, just some different types of negative self-talk and kind of what we can do about it. So the first one I want to talk about is technically called cognitive distortions. And it's basically how um, our brains work through whatever we're doing. So a lot of times, like, I could have done something extremely well. And then my brain's like, oh, you could have did that better, you know, (laughs) and it's horrible. So negative self-talk is not an intellectual problem. Most of us, when we read these examples of negative self-talk, understand that they're not completely true. But the problem is the habit of saying them to ourselves. Merely understanding that we have inaccurate self-talk isn't enough, as we'll discuss. But it's the habit of regularly catching ourselves in the act of this inaccurate self-talk that matters. So. Um, (laughs) one of the ones we're going to talk about is mind reading. So mind reading is assuming that we understand what other people are thinking without any real evidence. And so I'm a big, I'm like, oh, they hate me. They never said they hate me. They haven't acted like they hate me. But I'm like, oh, they probably think I talk too much because I do talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's a failure of imagination. Um, We often only imagine the negative without exploring many different possibilities, some of which are bound to be neutral or even positive. Have you had issues with mind reading? Um, so 
overall with negative self-talk I don't really have an issue with it but with the mind reading one I I instinctively do but I'm pretty good at catching myself and being like girl these people do not give enough of a fuck to think this about you like you know because I'll be like oh my god she hates my guts she thinks I'm evil and it's like girl these people are not thinking twice about you like I'm pretty good at pulling myself back and I'm also pretty good at like like if I text someone something and I think oh my god I said that wrong they couldn't they didn't know my tone now they're mad at me but my I have a voice that'll come and say girl they probably just be easy or they don't have time to respond or they just saw it and said, okay, like I do so much with text. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, like I do it instinctively, but I've gotten pretty good at roping myself back in. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I feel like well, even it takes the people work. who love me, I feel like they probably just tolerate me at best. And I think it's partially just me like trying to protect myself from disappointment whole different story but at the same time i have to work on like not assuming the worst you know to me that like and that was i think a thing i read about like the four agreements where it's like people are living their own lives they're not that worried about me <laughs> listen the four really agreements was that. a big help for me with that yeah <laughs> i also need to reread that book because <laughs> I haven't read the book, but I read a good meme about it. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll read the book one day. We'll see. Um, next up, overgeneralization. So overgeneralization is a habit of telling ourselves that a negative event is bound to continue happening in the future. When we overgeneralize, we make predictions about the future based on isolated pieces of evidence from the present. Um, so for example, after being passed over for a new position at work, we think to ourselves, I'll never get a promotion. I should just look for a new job. (laughs) Or, you know, your flight's delayed and you're like, oh, typical, my flights are always delayed. And so like, overgeneralization. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm not really, I don't really have that issue. There's certain things where I like, if I'm too excited about, like even the Iceland trip, a, like, if I can't imagine it in my brain, I'm like, oh, something could happen and it's not going to work. <laughs> and so, like, oh, of course, you know, a whole pandemic happened, so this is not going to work. But um, <laughs> that's how I, again, I'm just cautiously pessimistic. <laughs> yeah. Not like there has been a pandemic before they canceled my trips. But, you know, I'm like, <laughs> until it happens, I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. You know? Yeah. Next up, magnification. Magnification is when we take our own errors or flaws and exaggerate them. Often, magnification takes the form of catastrophizing when we take small negative events and turn them into disasters in our minds. After mistaking someone's name at a cocktail party, we imagine, great, now they're going to think I'm not interested in them and don't care about anyone but myself, which is me, because I don't remember anybody's names. And then I'm like, oh, people probably think I'm selfish as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Really? This whole episode's for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really bad with names as well when I first meet people. Once again, it's something that naturally happens. I'm naturally bad at it. 
But as everything else, we work at it and we try to make it better. So I make a point to listen and remember. And so if I meet you and you say, oh, hi, my name is Doyen. And in my head, I go, Doyen, 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 Doyen. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like we we find ways to work on it and to fix it. Um, Next one, emotional reasoning. This particularly uh, resonates with me because I'm a cancer and everything I do is emotional. <laughs> but the emotional reasoning is a habit of making decisions based on how we feel rather than what we value. When we use our emotions and feelings as evidence for what we should or shouldn't do, we end up spending all our time running away from discomfort rather than towards the things we really value. Depression and procrastination are common results of this. And so the past day or two, I've been emotionally eating. And I'm like, I just really want to feel good about the meal that I eat. And so I keep yeah. ordering stuff online. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't, they didn't give it give me the emotional joy that I wanted out of it and then I gotta go order something else like it's like it's so ridiculous but that's what happens when emotional reasoning has such a great space in your life you know mm-hmm. yeah and then lastly uh personalization it involves assuming excessive amounts of responsibility, especially for, th- especially for things that are mostly or entirely outside of our control. An exaggerated sense of responsibility leads to excessive attempts at control, which in turn leads to chronic stress and anxiety. Hi, have you met me? I'm Doyen. <laughs> <Hello, all right. laughs> yeah, so... These are just five out of ten. We might circle back on the rest of this episode. It was just a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of deep stuff, and, and we need to take it bit by bit. But um, yeah. I was just going to move on to the other one. So how to eliminate cognitive distortions, change your negative self-talk, and feel better. Um, one thing is to look for specific cognitive distortions in other people's speech. It's one of those things where, like, if you see other people <laughs> doing it, we can start um, yeah. seeing how we do it in our own thinking and self-talk. You know, one thing about that recommendation is that that takes a level of self-awareness mm-hmm. that I don't know if everybody has. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be self-aware for you to recognize that the things... Some of the things, not all of them, but some of the things that you strongly dislike in others, you dislike it because you recognize it as something that you do as well. Yeah. And that takes a level of self-awareness. So, but I agree with them. It's easier to catch it in other people than it is with yourself. Yeah. Um, next up, change your inner tone of voice. So we all know that the way someone says something to us often affects affects how we feel at least as much as what they say. Think about sarcasm. The same thing applies to the way we talk to ourselves. And I think the big thing is, like, again, catching how we talk to ourselves and how we process things when it comes to who we are. Uh Um, We're very good at being guarded against how other people talk to us but then we don't <laughs> yeah pay enough attention to the voices talking to us all day you know yeah i'm not um 
I am not always the most gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. But as far as my myself voice and my tone, mm-hmm. um, it's not it's not super harsh like even when I'm putting unrealistic expectations on myself that voice is still a very loving voice (laughs) that voice is not I I don't do sarcasm with me I don't do you know I, I I'm not I'm not mean to myself there are well actually there probably are some ways that I'm mean to myself but you know, I just, I just want people to be gentle with themselves and with how mm-hmm. they talk to themselves, because that does matter. The tone definitely matters. Yeah. Um, the next one is validate your feelings instead of analyzing them, and so that's a thing that I'm trying to figure out. Um, of course, you know they say mindfulness will help, but sometimes I will acknowledge the truth about myself and then I'm like so what am I supposed to do with this <laughs> do I just sit with it like how do I fix it yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's just I just need to sit with it and know that this is the truth about myself yeah and, and do you want to change it or not yeah. yeah I think the answers will it it helps me if I believe that the answers will come in the right there yeah. I never punish myself for how I feel because yeah. your feelings don't have to be validated. Your feelings are what they are. So mm-hmm. I never punish myself for how I feel. But then I will sometimes spend too much time trying to break down that feeling mm-hmm. and instead of just allowing it. Yeah. I think I just think of the feeling as like, oh, I don't enjoy this feeling. How do I fix it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Or or for me, how do I numb it? Because <laughs> I don't See. I wanted to make it go. Away. Right. Well, today I'm supposed to be fixing it and not numbing it, so that's that's my problem. Um, okay, so You're lastly, <laughs> be intentional, intentional, not habitual with your self-criticism. There's nothing wrong with self-criticism. Point right. out your own mistakes and holding yourself to a high standard, but you'll be much more likely to do this productively and accurately, accurately, <laughs> if it's intentional and deliberate rather than a gut reaction. And so... Instead of instantly passing judgment on yourself in the moment, schedule a time to reflect on a perceived mistake or flaw intentionally, maybe by journaling about it or talking it over with someone you trust. Mm-hmm. And so that's important. And then yeah. the last bit said try therapy, and I ignored that. So, <laughs> why are you ignoring it, Doyen? Try therapy, Doyen. Get close to a human that. I had to pay them to get close to. <laughs> Girl, uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay, moving along, because no. Okay. All right. So anything else before we move along to the part you would drink? Nope, I agree with everything you said. Okay. All righty, so we're going to move on to the favorite part of the pot, the buy you a drink. <laughs> So I'm buying a drink for everyone black because I love us. Well, yes. mostly everyone black, except for like maybe Candace Owens and B. Simone. <laughs> we can buy a drink for Candace in in the hopes that I don't know how you, I don't even know how to word it. Just fuck her. She can drink some water. <laughs> right. 
Megan had no, that tap No, water. because water is nutritional. She can drink Coca-Cola. No, I love Coca-Cola. She can drink Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Buy them some Pepsis. <laughs> because anytime somebody's like, is Pepsi okay? No, bitch. It's not okay. No, it's not okay. It's not. Sweet ass shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, buying a drink <laughs> for the blacks that we like. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> okay. Mostly everyone black. <laughs> um. God. Okay. I'm gonna try not to be a sap, and I'm um. Uh, I should have went first so we could end this on a light note. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say this. Um, I have a light note after if you want. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> so I want to buy a drink, um, for everyone right now because shit is real and shit is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to offer up a prayer for um jazz fly which is her twitter handle her name is jasmine waters um who passed away this past week apparently by her own hands uh apparently she committed suicide and it's just really been like you know one thing about social media especially when you follow someone for so long it makes you feel like you know this person So Mm -hmm. with Jazz, I felt like I knew her because I have been following her and her career since the early days of Twitter. And um, I want to say this. She was someone who had so much going for her, everything going for her, it seemed, for us on the outside. You don't know what a person is struggling with. Mm -hmm. And so with that, oh, excuse me, Prosecco. Okay, well, Andre, whatever. With that, I want to say, far too often we like to repeat the phrase to be kind to people because you never know what they're going through. But most of the time, we either say that when A, it applies to us, ourselves, or B, after a tragedy. And I want to charge everyone out there to say that and to mean it and to apply it at all times because this is someone who this was completely out of the blue this is someone who for all intents and purposes just uh, everything was going well for her she was writing and it's it's like me having followed her from the very beginning I remember her talking about wanting to write for shows and now she's writing for this is us and was one of the concept creators behind what a man wants and writing for some this other show on showtime that i don't watch so i'm not that familiar with it um but you just never know truly what people are dealing with on the inside and you didn't see this in her you didn't well i mean i don't know in real life but in her tweets you didn't see this. You didn't see what was going on with her. So mm-hmm. you never really know. So I really just issue that charge to all of us to be kind. Be kind to each other. Be kind to ourselves and be gentle with ourselves. And again, um, <laughs> it's so... is. 
it feels so futile to say check on your friends because I for one am always gonna tell you I'm okay but um (laughs) stop it (laughs) Uh (laughs) but it does mean a lot when you when you check on me and it, it does even though I'm gonna say I'm okay it means a lot and so check on your friends uh and again just be kind to each other and be gentle to each other all right Doyen lighten the mood up for us I'm going to buy a drink for the entire cast of Insecure and all the yes! writers and the directors. Because yes! they really did good. <laughs> they gave us a good-ass season. Um, it was stressful sometimes, but at the same time, like we, it was what we needed in this time. And they didn't even know that we would need it in this time. Right. <laughs> and they still right. gave us every fucking thing that we needed. We got and two I- whole additional episodes, and it still went by so fast. Right. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. I mean, love, hate them. But <laughs> 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 just be I wonder how many more seasons they plan on going. You know, I always wish, like, Grey's Anatomy level seasons on all the shows that I love, and they never give me that. <laughs> You know, I I can appreciate when a show ends while it's on top, though. And HBO is good for that. HBO is good for that. So I really don't feel they're going to be a whole... I don't feel like they're going to be a a whole lot more seasons, but I do feel that because of the success that uh, Issa and um, Prentice and... and, uh, the whole team, Natasha, yeah. everybody, I feel like because they've been so successful that they will get other projects greenlit. So, we do um, need to watch the show with Michaela, Michaela, I don't know how to say her name. Oh, Michaela, Michaela. yes, I yeah. started it. I wasn't gonna start it at first because I knew it was gonna be heavy, but I started it and I cried my eyes out last night, so that's mm. all I'm gonna say. But it's well, good. It is. I will watch it when I'm not drinking. <laughs> well, and, I, and I was, I was about to say it's probably because I was drinking. Um, because yeah. it, but it's first of all, I love her so much. I love looking at her. She's so freaking gorgeous. I used to watch Chewing Gum, but then I had to stop because it just got gross and ridiculous and I can't do it. Chewing gum annoyed me deeply. It got gro- I like the first two seasons, I loved it. The first two seasons, I loved it. And then that third season, I was like, oh hell no, I cannot keep doing this. Yeah. But I just yeah. love looking at her and and I've never uh, she's done other serious roles before, but I just haven't watched them. So mm-hmm. this is my first time seeing her in a serious role and she acts her ass off. I May Destroy You is the name of the show, guys. So be sure to check out I May Destroy You. It comes on right after Insecure, and we love Michaela. Yeah, so we'll probably start watching that, maybe, since Insecure is over. And um, I know y'all ready. I know y'all ready for Greenleaf, and I'm going to be live with the tweets on Greenleaf. I think it starts next week. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to tell y'all that I'm a real trash individual, so I forget about the Oval every other week. Um, but whatever I watch, I will tweet about it. But I'm just saying that it ain't going to be a light tweet all the time, because I'll be forgetting. 
<laughs> well, I'm gonna be on it with Greenleaf, and you know, speaking of Rub ending, it in. this is I, I, I'm trying to. No, I'm really not. <laughs> this is gonna be the final season, and I mm. am, I am, I'm glad because I want them to end while they're high. Like I don't want it to, I don't want it to get icky, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I can't. Ooh, I know Charity gonna make us so goddamn mad. We go. We gonna tweet through it though, guys. We gonna tweet through it. So, right. um, uh, doing well. First, I do want to remind everyone to please go to iTunes and leave us a review and rate us only five stars because the others don't work. Even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, go on and leave us a review because that helps us get seen by other people. And I know you want to pass this goodness on. So, Dorian, why don't you tell people how they get in contact with us? Oh, also, Dorian, tell people about how, you know, we have a sweet surprise for them if they leave us a review. Okay. So, the sweet surprise is that we will send you uh, one of our Polite Decision stickers. You just have to uh, send us a screenshot of the review you made and your address. It will definitely mail it to you. Um... We are also on Instagram as Poor Life Decision. One decision because we change them one at a time. And sometimes uh-huh. we have to circle back. But uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we're some real slow learners. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it'd be like that. Um, our Etsy page is the same Poor Life Decision, one word. Um, we are on Twitter as PLD Pod. Um, yeah, so Chris keeps the lit with the TV tweets. I try to keep it lit when I remember. Also, I just talk about random shit because that's what I can do because it's my podcast. Um, <laughs> the email, you can email us at hello at prolifedecision.com. Honestly, y'all, we really want to hear what y'all want to talk about. We say this every week and nobody contacts us and it's starting to hurt my feelings. And y'all don't want my feelings hurt because you, you see that I have negative self-talk. And so now I'm like, everybody hates the podcast because y'all won't. <laughs> tell me what y'all want to hear but <laughs> like people who know me text me and i'm like yeah. guys can you not text me can you like go to our dms or email us like <laughs> don't text me personally because <laughs> it never makes it to me <laughs> oh, it really does because i forget <laughs> but yes um we'd love to hear from y'all we um we do this for y'all we really, really do. We do like to drink, but we do this for y'all. Mm-hmm. We make it mm-hmm. fun for us, but it's good, really, for y'all. <laughs> yeah. So can't can't say enough. Check out that Etsy shop. Lots of cute things. Well, cute things to get. You know, for your favorite cousin, that auntie who's really cool. Mm-hmm. She want a mm-hmm. mug. Cause it may contain right. alcohol. <laughs> right. It's great for Zoom calls because you can just like, mm, and they think you're drinking coffee, <laughs> but nope, <laughs> nope. Listen, I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to go back into the office. Like, I've been having wine in the morning with my breakfast while I'm on these Zoom calls. <laughs> I've been taking naps at one and two o'clock. What I am had to I take a nap do? today. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to go back to work and be awake <gasps> the whole day. The whole but, day and no alcohol during the day. I've been putting everything in my coffee. Everything. 
and that's not gonna fly. I, I had coffee one day. I thought I was gonna die because like my heart was like, like my chest was pumping, and I was oh, like, wow. "What the fuck is wrong with me?" So I'm like, I'm not even used to coffee. Like, this is gonna be hard. It's gonna be a very hard transition oh. back into work. <laughs> I hope. Listen, although I don't want like anybody I work with to listen to this. <laughs> I'm going to send a message out in the cosmos to my supervisor to be gentle with us when we come back. (laughs) Give me like one day at home. (coughs) So guys, um, once again, thank you for tuning in. We do this for you. We really hope that we brought some light um, during your week. And during these tough times, we just want to tell y'all to stay prayed up and we're praying for you and we're going to keep the faith. And as Hey Fran Hey told us, there's nothing wrong with giving yourself a break from constantly being exposed to everything that is going on right now. Drink plenty of water. Do your skincare routine. Doyen, wear sunscreen. Okay. I ordered sunscreen from Target. I just got to go pick it up. Yay! You I got the, the black, black girl sunscreen. Okay, yeah. good, good. Well, because yeah. I have like the Mary Kay one, but I had to wear it under my found my moisturizer, which doesn't really make sense to me because my moisturizer is vitamin C, and I feel like it should be covered by sunscreen. But alas, <laughs> yeah, your sunscreen needs to go. Your sunscreen needs to be the last step in your yeah. skin care routine. Then you can begin mm-hmm. the makeup routine. Um. So anywho. Yes, drink plenty of water, sunscreen. Um, tell your friends you love them. Check on them. And we love y'all. And I don't know what else. Yeah, stop texting that nigga. Anyways. He ain't worth it. He probably got corona anyway. Right. So when outside open up, you're going to be like, oh, now I got to talk to you for real. Just, just stop texting that. Anyway. So you just so- shading me on the show? Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, y'all. Love y'all. We love y'all. Bye. Still friends.